What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Star Wars Reviewed, Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, but really Episode 4 for the show. I don't, for the first time in the series, have a stupid, funny Joe intro, so we're just going to roll last week's and make JT watch it. John, I'm going to give it right off to you. All right. Go for it. Hit play. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Harry Potter Reviewed here on the Geekiverse. (laughs) YouTube channel and podcast uh, services around the globe. I have my magic wand here. Oh my um, god! <laughs> Wingardium Levy. I don't think so. This is Star Wars reviewed here on the Geekiverse YouTube channel and Twitch.tv/slash The Geekiverse. John, break break it. No, this is this is really the Elder Wand. <laughs> oh god, JT. I hope you see that you son of a gun. I love you. But Star Wars is the superior franchise, and that's a hill that I die on. I'm Josiah Leroy today. Uh, JT, I hope you appreciated that. <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to whoever, whoever I could hear it through my microphone on because it was literally perfect with the sync I had on my, on my screen. So, yeah. And me. JT, also, I can't wait for you to rewatch you watching that because you had a full-on Nick Merckx just forehead view right there. Yeah. Got the Nick Merckx cam going on here. Well, oh, Joe, Joe, Joe. Joe. <laughs> you know what? What's Keep he going. reaching for? What's he What's reaching for? Here? I don't know. Is he about to eat some? He's, he's about here to eat some snacks wand. and touch his dual sense. What? Oh no! Oh, what's oh, he doing? No! <laughs> no! Right now! You're killing him, JT. Yikes. Oh my gosh. That was Mando's flashback. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right now. I was going to ask you to react, but I think you need a moment to cool off, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Star Wars Reviewed. I'm Josiah LeRoy. We've got a full house today with mostly huge Star Wars fans. Uh, I'm going to pass it off. Mr. Disruptoid. Mr. Baba Yaga. There it is. There it is. Go with the blue today. Yeah, I, I love this right? lightsaber so blue, much. Right? Okay. I yeah, this is blue. You can right. you can't tell by the color of the lightsaber. We can tell by the reflection on my face. That's how I learned it. There it is. Um, I uh, I bought this lightsaber for Halloween. It was basically just an excuse to spend way too much money on like a a, a very nice quality lightsaber. So I addressed as uh, Obi Wan. Um, I charged this thing when I got it, and I have not charged it yet. I I used it on Halloween for like five hours, probably turn it on all the time. I have not charged this thing again. Like, what kind of batteries we got going on in here? Uh, speaking of batteries, I have not replaced the batteries in this thing in about 20 years. So let's see what happens. I feel like it'll turn It's not going to turn on. Uh, There's no, no chance. Really. There's no chance. No, it'll give, like, it'll give like a quick flash. I think it'll do it. There's no While way. we're waiting for that. No, it'll, it'll happen. I don't believe Listen, you. You don't have any. This is why you would not be a good Jedi. You'd be a Sith. You're just impatient, you know? It's ridiculous. Yikes. Yeah. Listen, I don't make the rules. George Lucas says, "Oh, it's going to go to Tim next." Uh, JT, Mister, Mister, Mister HP, <laughs> welcome to your debut for Star Wars Reviewed. I am beyond happy to be here. And listen, I, all Harry Potter is better truth, but jokes. All right, inside. it's not. We're, that's not for this podcast. We're talking about the okay. Phantom Menace here. We're, we can. We're, we're talking about the Phantom Menace, but you know, I'm I, I'm excited. I am a huge, huge Star Wars fan, obviously. Um, and, and, uh, it's not obvious to me. Yeah, with all the <laughs> it's, slander. It's not. 
Uh, but I will say, I and we'll talk about it throughout the the three prequels. I am a, he, I'm a you huge proponent of the uh, of the sequels. I've I've grown to love them more and more. Ooh, that's going to be fun to talk about. I hope you can. I hope our schedules align. And we can have you on on those episodes because the prequels are going to be a very fun conversation. Yes, I mean I mean sequels. Sorry, all of this is going to be very polarizing. Tim. Hello, hello. Sorry that? if you hear some. Yeah, if you guys hear some background noise, my daughter is officially awake and she's in the living room. So that's okay. Um, just I, FYI. Okay. But yeah, I was. Uh, I'm really excited for this one. I I feel like I haven't watched the the prequels in a long time, and then when I did watch them, it wasn't a lot. So I'm really excited to talk about it because I feel like it was a new movie for me, just because I haven't really watched them all that often. So wow, really excited. Yeah. Well, now's your chance here. What better way to do this than on Star Wars Reviewed, whether you're watching live at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse, uh, watching at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse, or listening in on podcast services around the globe. Got a lot to get to today. We're really excited. If you haven't already, go back and check out the first episode, first three episodes. We've talked A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. We are going in release order for this series. We've had some great discussions so far. Later on in this episode, we're going to rank... The movies. We're going to tell you where episode one ranks among the other films that we have covered so far and a lot of other great discussion. If you're watching um, on the video format, I've got my baby mall glass. And what better episode to bring that out on than on yes, this one? Yes, that's awesome. What a great, uh, what my, a great beer awesome. pick, too. A good color combination. I was going for that. Thank you. This is the, the reddest beer I have. I've got Thin Man's uh, Mickey Boodle, my favorite sour ever. Uh, Tim, Tim, um, you've never actually seen this glass. This is the second glass I've had. Don't show him. He's going to break it. Yeah, don't show me. I got a Frisbee. Why would you tell me Don't that show now? Tim it's glassware. Painful. It becomes broken. Tim broke my original glass um, with a Frisbee in a game of Bottle Bash. It was a great shot. It was uh, an intense game. JT was there. Uh, the Frisbee hit the glass, and I was still holding this portion. It was just, it was gone. It did get I, cut, I, too. He was, I did get he cut. Was I was bleeding. A bleed for Star Wars, you know. Um, I wish that we had that on film because that would have been, well, a dark memory, but really fun to watch back. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Phantom Menace in depth today. We're going to kick off with kind of your 101. This is maybe the most polarizing Star Wars film. I feel like this one of all of the films perhaps gets the most pushback, the most hate out there. But hmm. as time has gone on, I think not maybe largely, but some pockets of the Star Wars fandom have changed their mind on it or maybe softened a little bit. John, why don't we go to you first? What thoughts overall one-on-one on Phantom Menace? It is so easy to watch this movie and, and to sit back as an adult with a, a couple of intellectual thoughts up there. There's a few up here, a couple of you know sophisticated viewpoints, just a few, and see this movie and be like, wow, this is a, this is a bad movie. You know, th- this is like objectively a bad movie this was made in a pretty rocky way especially it doesn't hold up too well right now but i love it man i love the phantom menace it is it is so much fun um what i can't fathom is how anybody thinks watching in release order is the way to do it i I just can't i can't imagine i'm not even i'm not even making a joke i know jt I know JT suggested I'm not even making like a meme to like harp on him like the the opening scene with the jedi and having all of those open-ended questions that were that we were left with from the original trilogy and having them just start to answer them right away. Like the Jedi were this great mystery and then 
boom, we get to see two Jedi using powers and, and being like full, full force, pun intended, that we've never seen before. Like, what a cool way to start off the movie and show us like the promise of what the Jedi were. We only got one Jedi. Luke Skywalker was the only active, you know, young Jedi doing Jedi mind tricks and, and doing fun stuff like that. So just even just right off the bat to like, all right, we're in here and or maybe ignore the, the, the trade blockades and the, and the boring stuff there. But right after that, we get right into the Jedi and some awesome, awesome stuff here. I mean, there's a lot you can pick apart about these prequel movies, a ton you can pick apart about it's cringy dialogue, things that are very clearly spliced together, stuff that maybe doesn't add up. It's so easy for me as a Star Wars fan to put that aside and just enjoy the the uh, this era, the beginning of this era, and to see Anakin Skywalker. Shout out to Jake Lloyd. I think that... that uh, Anyone who hates on Jake Lloyd for this movie, you're a clown. I think he did a great job. I think for a child actor, what more could you want? I think it was fun. But just just to set up this brand new era of Star Wars, it did, I don't want to say as good of a job as it could have because there's flaws, but I love it. Jingle all the way to the dark side, baby. JT, uh, you were of the mind when we talked about this series that we should do this in chronological order as opposed to release order, which is what we are doing. Um, speak to that a little bit, but also give us the, the one-on-one thoughts on Phantom Menace. Yeah. So, I, I mean, this is kind of what John was saying, right? Like I just, you, you really get the full understanding of the story watching it in chronological. I mean, obviously just in order of the story itself and how the Jedi were kind of built upon. I mean, people argued that, the other side, right? You know, the the the, the lack... I mean, with, with the early release movies, not really knowing about the past was kind of interesting, I think. A lot of people were like, oh, I want to know more about the Jedi. When it came out, they want to still watch it in that order. And That's just not me. I'm a big chronological guy. I'm a big stories-making-sense guy and all coming together. So that, that was just kind of my thought process with it. But uh, when I do rewatch it myself, I start off with, with, um, with chronological. Um, as far as Phantom Menace, I... I, it's a little boring, <laughs> to be honest, uh, out of all, for me personally, it's not my favorite prequel. Uh, I, I won't, we'll get into which one's my favorite when we get to it, but, um, I, you know, it, it's Darth Maul is Darth Maul. I, I, my first character to ever know within, within Star Wars, the first toy I ever had was a Darth Maul toy. So, me too. uh, you know, for for me, I can't even. I wish I still had it. I had like the, the like OG, like old school Vader toy and and uh, and Maul toy. But um, yeah, so I, you know, I, for me, it's a little nostalgia, right? Like as a kid, didn't watch them in theaters or anything like that. But uh, you know, just just kind of getting into the Star Wars thing at that age was was huge for me. So, JT, I'll say uh, prior to the so the sequels trilogy coming out and Rogue One and Solo and all that. Uh, when I would rewatch these, I, I would do that starting at episode one, typically. Um, so I understand the the thinking there. I do think actually the story is easier to understand if you do it in release order because of just, oh, there's a few factors there, but it's Star Wars. I don't I, think you can go wrong. I've certainly done it before. I've watched them in, I've watched them in chronological order. And I do think there's a noticeable difference in story cohesion. I think it makes a lot more sense. And it's uh, the, the, the payout, the rewards for all of this stuff that I, all of the questions that were asked during the original trilogy, I think is much, much grander than seeing it laid out in the prequels and then seeing them call back to it, if you would, in the in the original trilogy. To, to me, that just feels like it's like, it's they, they very clearly, I mean, obviously, just that's how time works. They very clearly 
answered these questions in a way that was satisfying for people who already knew the, who already knew the questions, right? Like so, I don't. It, it's just tough for me to to be on the side of chronological when it comes to when it comes to Star Wars. But I digress. I, I do think that happens a lot with IPs, where if you go back in time, you do prequel stuff. Like you're you're answering obviously stuff that you you know the long term answer to, and there's a lot of fan service with it. So right. it's you're you're answering it, it in a way that's sense. satisfying for somebody who already is aware of the question. For sure. For sure. Now, John, um when again when we were talking about getting this series rolling, Tim was adamant that we would do machete order, but I was like, listen, you're gonna piss off John, so we're not gonna do that. Oh, I would do uh, machete before like- I would do uh chronological, hundred percent. That makes way more sense to me as as it's when it comes to story exposure than chronological does. This, this is going to get dicey. I love this. Ooh, Absolutely. Look at this all over the place. Ooh. We're like the Republic guys. We're just a mess. Tim, give us the, the Phantom Menace 101 here. I, it was kind of nice for me because I haven't watched it in a while. And I, never, I don't think I've really like sat down and dedicated a full amount of time to watch it, which was kind of nice for me to just you know take it in for what it was. Like you guys said, it's not the best storyline for a Star Wars movie, but there was a lot of very nice pieces in it, I think. You know, I kind of talked about in Return of the Jedi the fact that you get to start seeing, you know, more of the use of the Force and more of the use of the lightsaber battles. I feel like that some of that in here was, you know, you get what you want. You right. know, they kind of the Jedi are in their prime, like very like hey. these people know what they're doing. Right, right, and to see that of like, hey, these Jedi are this is what the Jedi is supposed to be because you just kind of see what Luke and Vader is, and then you kind of see the evolution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cameo, um, yeah. Of that, shut in the bathroom door. Oh, so the evolution funny. of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. You want to talk about it, too? I, Tim, okay. I totally agree. I think uh, there's a lot to, to take away that's nice, especially... Yeah. It's hard to think about. Like, we, we grew up... We were pretty young when this movie came out, the four of us. But if you go back to... Think, think about growing up with the original trilogy and waiting all the... So, 16 years from Return of the Jedi till to this and finally getting this and being like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see the Republic. Think right. about that. We take that for granted now. Right. Think about the Jedi in their heyday more than, than just Luke and Darth Vader having lightsabers. You've got an old right. Ben Kenobi, but he's not there, but, or even think about having a young Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, these concepts that we kind of take for granted. Now, granted, we can also talk about the execution of this, you know, it's fine. But if you look at a high scale overview of this, it's pretty awesome that we got this movie still. Once you accept uh, that it's, it's bad. shortcomings. Yeah, once you accept that it's bad, you can enjoy everything else. Right, I, yeah, exactly. And again, like, you know, I, I know Joe would never say those words just because he loves Star Wars so much. But like, never think about, you know, a film. It's it's a bad film. There, there's very, very, very cringy dialogue. It is spliced together in a way that in certain scenes don't make sense. Um, like, why, Jar Jar is so hard to understand. Like, I have to watch the movie with subtitles because, like, how do you even get half of what he's saying without subtitles? Again, not the end of the world, but there, there are some things about this movie that if you're not a Star Wars fan, I understand why you might just watch this one as your first movie and be like, I'm not, I'm not digging this, which is, again, which is why I'm such a proponent for, like, especially your first watch, do it in release order because you're going to start to care about these questions and care so much more about the good in this movie. And there's plenty of it. There's so much good yeah. in this movie. I'm a I'm a big sucker for the origin, you know, oh, yeah. origin once stories, a, a lot of stuff. And I for think sure. once you introduce Anakin, it's kind of like, oh, oh yeah. this is cool. And then you immediately go into the pod racing. I'm like, I mean, right, yeah, this is awesome. For me, it just, know, the, like, I just the, feel like if there was just a more cohesive story, I just felt like it was like, 
point A to point B to point C to point D and then back to point yeah. A and then so, I I so. think at the end of the day there's a cohesive story but it's a boring story. You're t- you're you're right. literally talking about sense. a trade blockade. It, it, that's kind of the crux of this. It's a it's a it's a politically driven plate uh, trade blockade where one politician wants to usurp the other. Basically, that's kind of it. But there's a fun twist, and that politician is a, a Sith Lord, so that's very right. cool. And it's, I feel like that's that's part of the reason why I like this so much. And this watch is because I just watched the other three, and like knowing what happens, knowing what happens is really nice. It's so fun. So it's so fun. But um, other thing I kind of say on top of that that you know I would want to kind of lead into is just. Overall, it's the first time in a long time that I watched that, and I was like, immediately, like, well, I want to watch the next movie like right now, right? You know, because you, I was right there with you. you. Want to see Anakin like be older and you know see Padme yeah. again, and it's just like a lot of that. It's, it's cool. I've said it like three or four times already. That's what Star Wars does the best. Right. They 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 ask you questions that you cannot wait to find out the answer to. Right, and I like being able to see like, hey, he's very good with the Force, and then seeing like the next is him, you know, progressing to being a Jedi now, which is kind of cool. So. Every time we record these episodes, I want to jump and watch the next movie. Like, I'm going to want to go watch Attack of the Clones after this. It's how it goes with these. Um, and this movie, you know, from my perspective, it, it's been described as C-SPAN in space. Like, that's kind of the, the funny cliche, right? And then George Lucas has even kind of almost been like, well, what do you want from me? Like, I know, you know, this was going to come across as cheesy, having having a nine-year-old boy be the hero of the story. But, like, he's like, that's it is what it is. I think at the end of the day, so to me, like Star Wars is Star Wars. I love it no matter what. I've described myself as like a prequel apologist. I don't care. I unabashedly love Star Wars and I'm going to have fun with it. Um, Phantom Menace, in my opinion, if we're talking about execution and a lot of the shortcomings, comes from not having the right direction, meaning the the right director for this. Uh, George Lucas, it's not that he didn't try, by the way. He didn't there's kind of a misnomer out there that he was like, this is my story. I'm going to do what I want with it and have complete control over it. He didn't want that. He actually sought out a bunch of directors to big name directors to tie themselves to this project and make it happen. But no one wanted to do it because of this very reason. They didn't want to ruin star Wars. They, after the successful, incredibly successful legendary first trilogy and the perception of that trilogy no one wanted to be the guy or the girl to come in and be like yeah i made an average star wars movie because an average star wars movie is a problem right let alone what some might consider to be a bad movie so there's there's a lot writing on that from a reputation famously ron howard who came back and directed solo he you know he's he's a very well respected actor and director he didn't want to do it he did not want to be the guy to do this. So I think that's very interesting. And that gets lost in a lot of the history and discussion around the prequels in particular. But there's so much fun that I can pull out of this movie. And I'm going to get into it in my notes later on in this episode. But uh, it's just it's at this point in time, if you're talking from 1983 to 1999, it was good to have Star Wars back. Very much like it was good for us to get Star Wars back when Force Awakens popped back around. I think about Force Awakens, not that I want to get off on a tangent, and how that was received and how that was executed. And I think that is really what the hope was for Phantom Menace. The way uh, Force Awakens came back and just brought Star Wars back with a vengeance. Oh my gosh. Like just out of this world. Well, again, we'll talk about that in a few weeks' time. But uh, Phantom Menace was not quite that, even though it it had a lot of hype. 
it, admittedly so. People are think about this, guys. This is before the days of of smartphones and really even ordering tickets online. People camped out in parking lots to get these tickets. Like that's so crazy. Oh my gosh! To like to, all of it. It's so much fun to me. I'm going to talk about the box office numbers here in just a moment. What we're going to do as a group is we're going to watch the original trailer to this. Uh, so you'll be able to watch that if you're watching the video version uh, or listen to it if you're listening on the podcast services. But from a box office standpoint, anyone have any guesses as to what number this landed at? Mm, box office adjusted for inflation, uh, 690. Very nice number, 690. JT? You're in tune with the box office. You made a good prediction on Spider-Man, and you were you were much closer than I thought you would be. Same. Um, Seven hundred. <laughs> He's just going up a little bit. Tim, he prices right at me. Seven twenty. You guys are Minus both prices right at me. Seven twenty. Guys, come on. Fall short. Be better. Nine twenty-four. Oh wow. All right. Oh, okay, wow. I'll take it. Impressive. In in the range, the range of a billion, not quite. I feel like it's definitely up there more because it's the first release in what? For sure. Oh no doubt. Listen, the hype. The hype. Star Wars sells. Un- yeah, Star Wars sells. But you're talking what you said, sixteen years, right? In between, like yes. you're talking about unprecedented hype. That that was like we we didn't oh. know that back then. We didn't People know thought about these were never going to happen. Right. Again. Right. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I wanted everything that had to do with it, dude. I have the same story. I, I, I didn't. I never. I never sat down and like watched Star Wars as a fan. I talked about this in our in our in our original trilogy. Like, I was not a Star Wars kid growing up. I didn't grow up with the original trilogy. It was on in the background, stuff like that. When the even yep. when the Phantom Menace was around, I'm like, I know my parents aren't, aren't going to take me to see this, but I'm caught up in the hype. Like, I, I Darth Maul, that dude's got a red face. That's sick. I want to buy his toy. Like, all my friends were excited <laughs> for it. So, like, even even not being a Star Wars fan and not seeing the movie until it comes out like on VHS or whatever DVD, DVD down the line, that the hype was unreal. And even as someone who wasn't a fan, I was very aware of it. Speaking of world, no social media too, man. Imagine that was around like right. this situation. Of course, Awakens separate, but uh, you know, just similar, that, yeah. dude. Eighty-three to ninety-nine was in the social media era. Oh my gosh, Phantom Menace would have been destroyed on social media. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh, However, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when when I um when Force Awakens came around, I remember a coworker sending me a video prior to uh seeing the Force Awakens, and it was a highlight reel of people walking out of the theater. It was a solid two or three minutes. I got to find this at some point. And it's people talking about this like they were talking about Force Awakens. And she goes to me, what if What if we're just caught up in the hype? And it's really not good. And I, I remember saying, I don't really care. Because the hype is part of the fun for me. I'm with you. Regardless of what we get here. Mm. It's an experience. Right, John? Like, I, no doubt. Say something there? No, I, I'm with you. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, agree on that too. Speak, speaking of the VHS and DVD. So got the VHS right there. Love the Darth Maul eyes in the background. I also forget often about the tagline of this movie. Every saga has a beginning. I love that. I love that yeah. marketing. Good stuff there. Of course, the back of the box has Jar Jar Binks. Uh, says a lot there. Got the DVD. Same cover. Got that right there. If you guys had a guess, John, you can't guess. JT or, or Tim, who's on the steelbook? One character. Darth Maul. Darth Maul. There he is, baby. That's a beauty right there. Back of the cover as the uh, one of the original movie posters. 
Darth Maul, what a marketable villain, by the way. 100%. The red and black just is so clean. Sli- I would it say just... slightly underutilized. Loved it. I mean, like, they did a 100%. very, very good, good job. Like, it, it was, I feel like I, coming from Darth Vader having the red lightsaber in the black, going to right. a character that's a black and That literally physically is red, red and black. Yeah, yeah for sure. So Again, let's talk about that really quick before we get into the trailer. Darth Maul, I agree, John. Uh, underutilized. Yeah. And I don't uh, think to a point where it's like a, a crazy detriment. Like he, he's still like using him sparingly also has had an effect as well. Right. Maybe right. more so if you would have kept him alive for a second one. But I, it, the, the the impact was there. He's just such a cool character. I just want to see more. And luckily we do later. with. Oh, the, we do. Yeah, for, for sure. Luckily we do. I'm, I'm happy about that. Oh, dude. Yeah. Dude. Crazy to kill him off in a way that quick. I know this is not about Darth Maul. This is about Anakin, right? Uh, but... That being said, crazy that George Lucas tells us two years ago that Darth Maul would have been the main villain of his sequel trilogy. If he were the guy that did episodes seven, eight, and nine, Darth Maul is the big bad. That's super interesting, and I would be very intrigued to see what that would have looked like. As a guy, by the way, who really loves overall seven, eight, and nine. But I'd love to to see what the creator, the mind behind Star Wars, had really in mind for the execution of those. Um, John, do you want to queue up the trailer here? Yeah, yeah, I got it here. Do you guys, you guys ready to go? Yes. JT, Tim, you guys ready for the trailer? Yeah, give me a second. I just have to. That's that's why I wanted to be sure. I accidentally canceled it. It's got to be all. When I exited out of the other one, it was. uh... Mm, mm, Hmm. Ready Ready to go? All right, go ahead and play it, guys. not condone a course of action that will lead us to war. A communications disruption can mean only one thing. Invasion. At last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. Begin landing your troops. We haven't much time. The Federation has gone too far. The death toll is catastrophic. Our people are dying, Senator. We must do something quickly. You must contact me. There is something else behind all this, Your Highness. They will kill you if you stay. I can only protect you. I can't fight a war for you. I think we're going to have to accept Federation control for the time being. This is a battle I do not think that we can win. I will sign no treaty, Senator. You said people are gonna die? Once those droids take control of the surface, they will take control of you. I was not elected to watch my people suffer and die while you discuss this invasion in a committee. get me onto one of those dreadful starships always two there are a master and an apprentice
Very interesting. It's a hype trailer. I mean, the what stands out to me the most, just because like it's my one, I, I've talked about a couple of gripes for the movie, whatever. My one irrational hatred every time I watch this movie is that all of the battles on Naboo look like a stupid Microsoft Windows XP background. Like the, yes. the, the, the landscapes in Naboo during all the battles are so uninspired, especially compared to all of the other set pieces in this movie. Like everything else is so lovingly crafted. Like the, you know, your, your, um, your faraway, um, shots of, of cities, um, Coruscant, even like even uh, Gungan City, everything like that. Like, everything looks so good, and then these stupid battles just look like green plain hills. That's that, that's a tangent. The trailer did a good job setting the tone. Showed a lot more than I expected it to. So to you say, it's that territory of hey, we're in modern day where we're starting to show everything. So right, exactly. I gotta say, there's one thing that really stands out to me in that trailer, and it's that. Everything Padme says is not how it is re- voice recorded in the movie. Like those are right. all redubbed. No and doubt, that's weird to me. It, it uh, makes sense because of the switch. With I have another thought about Padme that just popped in my head. Nobody knew that that Queen Amidala's first name was Padme. Nobody, nobody knew that. They just like how would you not know her name? She's calling her hand her handmaiden Padme. It's not like there was like that. That always that always bothers me too. John, yeah, that continuity. It's just as silly as hiding Luke and naming him Luke Skywalker. Like, leaving that name. Like, if you're hiding him, why would you not right, th- that, give him anything else? That makes too much sense. That's that, But that's retcon stuff. This is all within one movie. <laughs> like, that's not like... They, they had to go back, you know, 30, 30, 15, 20 years and, you know, make that decision and find out that he was hidden. This is all in the same movie where you make that decision that we're going to make her have, a, have a, a body double, but we're still going to call her Padme, which is actually her first name. I digress. <laughs> uh, yeah, the voiceover stuff is very weird to me. I, I don't think this is a great trailer. Uh, it's messy. It throws a lot at you. However, I'll say, if I put myself in those shoes, you know, I just, I'm 16 years or, or maybe 15 years after Return of the Jedi. There's a lot of fan service in there. Get a glimpse hit- of C3PO, R2, Jabba. Jabba, yes. Lightsabers. Oh my gosh. The, uh, the Palpatine looks, the, right. um, the idea that, they have to accept Federation control. It's uh, th- there. There are some good things for sure. Just in in hindsight, a little messy. I, I agree. You got to see why. I was just saying, it's not why. a great trailer, but they they yeah. give you all of those beats that somebody who has been a Star Wars fan mm-hmm. is like, oh, that that that. I'm in. You know. Yep. Yeah. I could see the hype it could build, but in the same note, looking at it from modern day, it's kind of like, hey, you know, this is basically tells you the whole story in one trailer. So. But that was just a common theme back in you know 22 years ago. Just show everything in a trailer. You know what I mean? It, we're, I think we're spoiled in this right. day and age. And once you do as much, once you've so. seen the movie, it's kind of tough to remove yourself from the fact that like, yeah, I can put yeah. together all of the plot beats because I know it. You right. Know? Right. Right. Yeah. Lot, lots of talk in there, but lots of action too, for sure. Um, does anyone remember their first viewing of this? Like, was it in theaters? Uh, John, probably not. No, not me. Uh, I'm not- Mine's the same story as it's been. It's uh yeah. So I I definitely had seen this this one more often than the than like the original trilogy back just like on in syndication. I may have even had the DVD to like just ask to get it and toss it on. Never really paid too much attention to it. But the first time I remember sitting down is that that week that I've talked about every week here so far. I was like, all right, Disney buys Star Wars. I want to get in. I watch all all six movies at that time back to back to back in like a one week of a winter break. So that's yeah, definitely remember that. But Tim, do you remember your first viewing? Yeah, it was just on the couch watching some TV and it was on. I wasn't like I was going out of my way to watch it. So, you know, that's I, I, how I felt about the, the prequel. So 
I will say that I recall hating it. When I I just watched the original trilogy, I was like, all right, I'm down. Like I'm into Star Wars. Like I, I can't wait to like get more into this into this franchise. And I was looking at the movie like so objectively that I saw this for the first time. And I'm like, I hate this. This sucks. And I, I was on that train for a little while. I'm like, these the prequels are terrible. Like why does yeah. what this is what they followed it up with? It took me. I had to learn that I like Star Wars and I, I like the world and like I had to learn that like there's so much to appreciate about these prequels when you enjoy the world of Star Wars. It took me a bit, but I got there. Listen, John needed to record a few episodes of a show called Hindsight yeah. with me <laughs> to no, realize it, it was okay. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It was. It was. It came long before that. <laughs> well, whatever. Um, JT, do you, do you remember your first? Oh, I do. Famous? I don't remember specifically the obviously when date whatever, but I watched the three prequels the same time I played. Yes. This. Yes. I do. I, this is directly connected to when I watched those movies. And that, as we talked about uh, on the last few episodes, how the books came out, that game came out before the movie. Yep. That's Just crazy. Saying. Got me into it. it got what me a into wild it. time. Did you ever wild. play the alternate ending? JT, did you know there's two endings? I, I don't, no, I definitely did not play both. No, I didn't even okay. know. So <laughs> there's the regular ending. The yeah. regular from the movie. Right. Then there's a, an alternate ending. I don't remember how you trigger it, but Anakin beats Obi-Wan and the Emperor shows up. And then Anakin just defeats the Emperor and basically says, No, my new empire. And that's how the it just goes dark. And it was it's kind of cool. Like it's oh, fun. I, you please get like a what if type of series. To, yeah. We oh, did. It's, it's it's called episode eight. <laughs> Did, did, did Kylo not literally just do what you just said? No, he didn't. No, we're gonna we're gonna talk. Okay, let's Listen. get a what if for the prequels. <laughs> That's no. all. I actually is there a way for me to I'm play this? Pretty like, sure Kylo had a my new empire scene in the throne room there, but I'm just saying. Am I? Even, can right, I play this right. on the PS4? I don't think no, so. No, no. I mean, they're, yeah, it's not, they're not Xbox. You can't, there's no backwards compatibility. Damn. I, JT, I have the Xbox. I had it on original Xbox, so I'll let you borrow that. There you Ooh. go. Pop that you, in you the Series X. Any Xbox and, yeah, there you go. I want to play this. I really do. It's fun. It's not a great game, but because no, of the not. content... I, you know, I like, played it. It was like one of, <laughs> one of the few co-op, uh, local co-op games that my brother and I owned. We just played it together. Right. So you, you watched... Phantom Menace as a result of that? It made me want to watch the movies. Yep. I think I went... Kind of how I was with Fallen Order. DVD or VHS, whatever it was. I made my parents go rent... Well, take me to go rent it at Blockbuster. Blockbuster! Uh, That's a good story. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, For me, I did did see this in theaters. I was already a mega Star Wars fan at this point because, as we talked about on past episodes, went to the 97 special edition releases of the original trilogy. So, me, my mom, dad, sister went and saw this. And I remember loving a lot of the movie as, as a kid and just being like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Star Wars is back. The pod race sequence, Darth Maul, the lightsaber duels. Just awesome. Um, and <laughs> John, I remember thinking about the podcast or the, the pod race and being like, this is like NASCAR. I only laugh because we have a mutual friend who really enjoys NASCAR. Um, yeah, I, I would so, watch pod racing. I would watch the same pod racing scene for two hours on loop before I'd watch a NASCAR race. 
<laughs> and I even think the podcast, the podcasting. Oh, I was gonna. I was supposed. I was supposed to start this show with. Now this is podcasting. Dang it. Um. Oh, that was my plan. I thought about it all day. Then we had to record another show. Whatever. Um. We but, can cut a clip at the end and, and put it up front. It's fine. Now this is podcasting. I'll put that there. Perfect. Um. Yeah. Someone. I love oh, it. I love it. We got oh no. Pig two two one four. I love NASCAR, so I'm going to the five hundred on the twenty. I can't wait. Oh my god. I'm so sorry to offend the, the NASCAR fans, but um pod I love it. I, I can't stop saying podcasting. Pod racing objectively better. It is really difficult. Podcasting actually. Yeah, Tim can't say without saying podcast. Yeah. Um pig, pig in the chat. Listen. At the time I really liked NASCAR. At what time? And I respect it more than most people do. But um it's just kind of funny because we, you know, Trevor. Yeah, no worries, no worries. So, hey, <laughs> hey we we great. appreciate the input. That's awesome. Um, but, uh, I yeah. love it, dude. Yeah, but I awesome. was I was gonna say, like, even as somebody who thinks the the pod racing scene is just a little too long, there there's a, there's some fat to be trimmed on the pod. Almost a podcasting again on the on the racing, the racing. There's a little fat to be trimmed. I don't know where it is. Maybe some of the Sebulba stuff. I don't know. But there's a little bit of fat to be trimmed. Because I was watching again today. I'm like, I agree with that. There's a little bit there. But it's just. I, I, I think love it, it, it's so done. I can't explain it either. Dude, because it's I done so it's well. It's actually really good. It's yeah. done yeah. so well. The the sense of speed and like the insecurity of those vehicles comes across so well. It's like, yo, that, that thing is being dragged by a couple of wires. And it's so, so like swingy. I don't know what the right word is. But it just does not feel very stable. Feels very dangerous. It's it's uh it's enthralling to watch pod. I think racing. I think part of the part that makes it like give you a little bit of suspense is because he breaks his piece on his pod race at the beginning, and you don't know when that's going to come into play. Oh, for sure. And like as you're watching, you're like, well, when is it going to break down? Oh, well, it came. You didn't it come into play right away? You couldn't really start up. No, I don't know if that was from that because it was didn't mm-hmm. happen until the end when it popped off. I guess that's true. That's that's the same sure. piece. Yeah. That's that's true. That's what I thought at first, but I was watching him. Like I don't know if it was really off until then. So, so he just couldn't figure out how to start the thing. That's the problem. Yeah, stupid yeah. kid. Pig, I gotta say I'm jealous that you are going to the the Daytona 500 because I feel like that would be a really fun event. Yeah, no doubt. That's like the, that's the Super Bowl right there for y'all. Yeah, for sure. I I respect that a lot. Pig, let's talk off offline about NASCAR. It's okay. Uh, so I let's why don't we get into my notes here? I think this will spur some good discussion here. Um, first of all, we talked about it. Can you believe they talk about a trade dispute in the crawl? <laughs> it, it, no, oh, dude, I remember it, my point really quick here. We talked about the trade dispute quick. Go ahead, go ahead. After starting to listen to the light of the Jedi makes me appreciate the, that a lot they, more. You know what? I'm going to rephrase that in my words. The, they do it so much better in, in the book. Agreed. Like they, but they're it, like listening to that. It's like cool. They're like for sure. Politics it. have always been a part of Star Wars. That's like that's it's very it's it's I mean that's that's kind of the whole point of the the rise of the Emperor and stuff like that. Like there's a political path to make that happen, right? Like he doesn't just murder people to take over. He finds a political path to to rise to power. He's right. he's voted as Supreme Chancellor. We see that in this movie, right? So there, there's lineage there for sure, but. But um, to to start to crawl off with a trade blockade, not just that, you jump right to the ship with the Gungans and they just start talking about the details of this trade blockade. It's like bold, bold strategy. Imagine, imagine like being us, our age now. Right. Seven years old. (laughs) Seeing this and just being like, holy crap, there's the logo. There's the 20th century Fox. We're going into Star Wars. All right. Dad, what's a blockade? Trade block. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, that's how I feel a little bit. Um, 
I, I know that's that's silly, but yeah, no, it's not. They, they, they missed it by one beat. Like they did. They yeah. again, right. they had they had to set up. Close. They had to set up the Jedi being there for some reason, and the you know the diplomatic mission and the the, the short negotiations. All of that paid off well. They just they somehow had to shorten that up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi very early in the movie. I have a bad feeling about this. First one to say it in the prequels trilogy. <laughs> yep. Gotta love it. I'm gonna call it out every time. I failed to write down which number this is for my uh my have a I have a bad feeling about this counter, but I think it's it's four or five. Um gotta love it. Have you guys seen the movie Fanboys? Have you ever heard of the movie Fanboys? I think you talked about I've heard you talk about this before. So I only heard about it to this day because my dad told me about it and he saw it, get this, in the newspaper. So I want to say this came out, man, 12-ish years ago, if not a little further back. Long story short, Fanboys is about a bunch of Star Wars fans, fictional, that it's a group of uh, of friends, and the one has cancer, and he, he only has about six months to live. The movie's coming out in seven months, and they make it a mission to basically go to Skywalker ranch and see the movie to steal the film before it comes out. The Phantom Menace specifically, it's hysterical. A lot of big names are in the movie and, uh, I encourage everyone to go check it out. It's hard to find nowadays. Uh, I think you can probably buy it on DVD and that's about it. It's really, really good. It was a limited edition release in movie theaters. And I don't care that this is spoilery, but how it ends is the friends are sitting in the movie theater on opening night for Star Wars. And they're hyped. They've talked about it ad nauseum. And it ends with the one friend going to the other. What if it's bad? And then the credits roll. <laughs> and I think it's so classic. Because <laughs> like, like you said, John, I'll never sit here and be like, yeah, Star Wars is bad. I can't. I love it too much. But I think that's, that's, that's really awesome humor. That's funny. To be yeah. like, what if this is how it ended up? Like, oh my gosh. Anyway, fanboys, go check it out. Guys, John Williams. Dude. Talk about him all night. His score in this movie. The duel of his the best. fates. Are you kidding me? It's so, so good. All throughout the film. I yeah. would say if you're thinking that this story lacks in, um, I don't know, excitement. We've talked about it being boring at times. Maybe not executed properly. There's one thing that never falters, and it's John Williams' score throughout all of this. It is awesome. And a lot of this is brand new Star Wars themes that set the tone for the rest of the, the prequel trilogy. It is brilliant. Um, all these, these scores hand, ended up being used in the countless video games. What I consider the golden age of Star Wars video games, even though we're about to go into a new one with eight in development, but right around this time in the prequels, when you had new books, new media coming out left and right, a lot of what he wrote there was used. I mean, I'm to the point, I don't know if you guys are on the same page, where if you were to play a song from this movie or a score, I would tell, I would tell you what scene is happening. You can, you can place it, yeah. It, it, definitely, definitely storytelling by soundtrack, no doubt. It is next level, even for someone as legendary as John Williams. I'm so thankful that we had him for the sequel trilogy, by the, the whole way. ride, he, man, the whole ride. He's older. He's up there in years. He could have been sick. He could have passed away. He could have said, I don't want to do this. I'm done. I'm retiring. But he came back and oh my gosh, I, I think he did a similar thing. I, I would argue he did his 
best work with one one song specifically in the in the sequel trilogy. But we'll get to that. Oh, all right. I can't wait to talk about that. Don't forget it. I won't. Uh, just it's really good. Uh, listen to the soundtrack from time to time. I'll put it on in the car. Even like it, it's so well done. Uh, nice to see a lot of Jedi lightsaber action in this. I talked about on our last episode liking the fact that Luke Skywalker uh, was moving around with his lightsaber more than we had seen in the previous movies. Yeah, here we're seeing Qui Gon, we're seeing Obi Wan. They're all over the place. It's constant. Obviously, we got the big battle at the end. But um, it's and nice it's, to see someone other than Luke have that, right? No doubt. Right out of the gate, too. It's like they yeah, it's such a good job of just showing you like, yo, th- this was this was a lot more, a lot more, you know, a lot more athletic back in the day. Like the first first scene, I mean, second scene after the trade blockade, I should say. But Qui-Gon and, o- Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan just like battling through the battle droids and cutting down walls and using that super fast speed thing they've only ever used once for some reason just very cool way to set up like the jedi know what they're doing the jedi dash dash. yeah the force dash yes oh it's got a name it doesn't get used again so i wouldn't expect that (laughs) (laughs) you gotta play force unleashed that's why uh only canon for me joe only canon that's fair that's fair yeah if you miss the boat you miss the boat I remember Qui-Gon throwing the lightsaber in that door and be like, oh my gosh. Oh, so good. That can happen. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Um, what's up, Tim? I said he lets it melt. It was pretty awesome. It's awesome. I, I'm very curious to hear what you guys will say to this next statement. Say what you will about the character, but I think Jar Jar Binks looks good. No, that, that what? what <laughs> I knew Jeff would have a problem with it. What, I knew, he, what about Jar Jar Binks? Look at you. Think he's cute? What do you mean when he looks good? He's adorable. No, um, I think actually, if you're looking at all the CG in this movie, that is one of the the the. I don't know how to put it. It's it's some of their better work. I feel like they made it to better work because it was in there so much. I mean, I'd agree with that some of it's very. I don't think it's like good, but I don't think it's. The worst uh, the character wise, like on other Gungans, other obviously CG characters, I'll give you that. Um, they do such great work with this, with the with the space and ship battles. Like that's their best work. That's the yeah. bread and butter of Star Wars. That is where their CG, like literally, literally set the course for where computer graphics would go from for the future. Um, right. Yeah, for for the time, Jar Jar was good. Yeah, for, no doubt, no doubt. Like the the motion capture was very clear. Like it, they 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 did things that made it ahead of its time a little bit. But it doesn't hold up. The the shadows and the, the aliasing, it, it just aren't there. Like, not even close to, not even modern stuff. Like, it didn't, and again, it's not their fault at all. Like, the technology advanced very, very quickly. Like, we figured this stuff out. The computing power got there. The techniques got there. It's not their fault. Does it look good for 99? Sure. Does it look good now? It's I can't say that with a straight face. I think it depends on what you're talking about. Like, obviously, if we're talking Thanos, like, come on. Of course. But, like, some... Things that come out, I'm like, doesn't look as good. I can't. I, I can't. A character. Can't get there with you. Can't get there with you. But hey, yep. each their own. That's most of the reason why I, I typed that sentence out. I'll take uh, it. So, uh, do do you guys know who plays the the decoy queen throughout most of this movie? Who, yes, so here not nightly. Yes. So, uh, her mother was on the set. And kind of famously behind the scenes, like could not tell the difference between her and Natalie Portman. I always thought that was interesting because they really do. They uh, look so look a lot like this movie. It's kind of crazy, you know, yeah. especially with the makeup and the 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 garb and all that. Uh, they even talk so similar too. I feel like. I think so. 
I, I think I can get there. The Royal Nebu starship is beautiful. That's one of the best looking starships in all of Star Wars. It's that shiny ship that they escape on and they take to Tatooine. Um, and I love the little tidbit that that is what Captain Phasma's armor is made out of. If you remember in uh, Force Awakens and in, in Last Jedi. Kind of a, a nice little Easter egg. Talk about uh, some of the introductions. I think this movie does... So we talked about... Uh, Return of the Jedi and how they introduce our main characters. We talked about a little bit with Force Awakens, how it was one after the the other right to to introduce a new trilogy of characters. I think Phantom Menace does this well for the most part um, when we're getting new characters. There's a lot to really unpack here, but kind of a, a good way to introduce R2-D2 right on the Naboo starship. It's not like out of left field. He just happens to be a service droid on this ship that is from Naboo. Agreed. And I love it. He's of he's the successful one, right? The other ones get blown away. Like yep. I don't know, kind of like it. Stands Especially out for a reason. Yeah. I, uh, people for sure. I, people do harp on like the introduction of R two and C three PO and talk about how convenient it is. Like it, to me, it's just fun. Like oh, of course we're gonna get those two droids and we're gonna learn their lineage as well. And it makes sense they suck around, right? It's all the same cause. They're so important to Star Wars lore. Like come on, yeah. Um. Well, we could talk about this on a, a different show, but in hindsight, there's so much fan service for Phantom Menace throughout Book of Boba Fett. If you're not watching that, I, I would encourage you to go do so. Definitely gets better as you go along. It's not on the level of Mandalorian, but there's a lot of Easter eggs and stuff that you'll pick out, especially if you're a longtime Star Wars fan that are pretty crazy. This is what I wrote down, and I stand by it. Darth Maul is the coolest. That's all you got to say. Yeah. all you gotta say true statement so dope dude so dope i just I love so, like I, I wish i didn't know that he had the dual lightsaber before i watched this for the first time because like just watching him fight with uh with qui-gon on uh on tatooine like with just the one blade out and just have that payoff lit and like you can kind of tell like why is he holding it so high why is the hilt so big like there's there's hints there like something something's up for sure so like to get that payoff uh, you know the, the final fight there where you just boom other side flips out like imagine seeing that for the first time at this appointment we didn't get more that's what my thought on it is it's just i mean so I, I, more to it. with like john said with the with clone wars and you know uh rebels and uh i don't know if you guys watched that i'm a draw you probably did i don't know if you did tim but um and kenobi we're expected to see him again so yeah no doubt it's, you know, oh for sure like I'm, I'm glad they went back and gave us more of that character but like the the potential was was here for more in these films for sure too yeah, well, it goes back to what you guys said, though. Release order, so it gives you some kind of... You go. I mean, technically, you're just getting more of it later on. So, <laughs> You guys like uh, Star Wars. This is weird. We're talking movies, bro. <laughs> on an early, I'm just saying, though. <laughs> Stop it! Technically, you guys are big on the... Let's see, the, let's see it down the road. I mean, that's what you get with this... <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how I don't understand how a release order justifies killing him off in the very first movie. I don't, I don't get. I don't see how you're tracking there. But Ellie came over laughing at that comment. By the way, yeah, some, she was like, "As did I." Yes, yes. Um, man, John, I I totally agree. Imagine if we didn't know that that was a double bladed lightsaber. Like, oh so cool. my gosh, was that? Pro- so was, cool. I, I imagine that was in the marketing too. Like, that was probably already well known before the movie came out. 
I'm 99% sure. In I'm sure, right? A different trailer or even like the commercial spots they would have had. I guarantee um, the toys came out too. Where he shows that. Yes. Right. It's like all, that the toys the were on oh, yeah. the book did, right? Like yeah. Double lightsaber. The, the book, the toy, all that stuff. Yeah. How sick with it. Just, uh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Did you guys play this uh, on, on PlayStation 1, by the way? There was an episode one tie-in. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. But like, I. I played the heck out of it. The heck out of it. Oh, my gosh. I, I had a good time. I love terrible PS1 games, but can't say I played That's that There's no such thing. thing. For sure. Uh, you can, at the end of the game, beat Darth Maul with a blaster. <laughs> nice. Why? Why? Um, it's his weakness. So... <laughs> the, the, the ability to like deflect with two edges. I mean, uh, get out yourself. of here. Jedi Fallen Order. Cal Kestis is really good with a double-bladed lightsaber. Yeah. Sure is. True. I don't, is. I don't know. That is true. Um, oh, the other thing I was going to say, the hype with Darth Maul's lightsaber is kind of like how it was with Kylo Ren. Remember, we get that first Force Awakens trailer and we get the cross guard like lightsaber and we're like, oh my gosh, what is that? Like every time they have a variant on, on the, the lightsabers for Star Wars, it's it's just it's so much fun. Um, Let's see. Let's see. I remember behind the scenes kind of watching some of the, the extras on the DVD and Rick McCollum it's kind of like George Lucas's right hand man for better or worse, probably for worse with the prequels. Um, he kept talking about how great Ian McDermott was in this movie as Palpatine and George Lucas kind of like shuts him down quickly. And he's like, well, Ian's always great. I want to talk about Natalie Portman. George Lucas loved Natalie Portman and her performance in this, which is kind of funny because it's very, meh it's very uh middle of the road i'm not saying it's bad it's 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 dry it's dry and yeah, bland but yeah, you but dry. you imagine that's the re- but the reason he says that because that's how she was directed you know like yeah. she she is not performing that way just because that's the way she performs like that is that was very clearly the direction she was supposed to be like this this right. very this neutral character very um I don't even. Not, I almost said Shakespearean again, but that's 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 the lay of term. I don't know, but you know, very neutral, very dry. And I think she pulls it off well. So, like in, in Lucas's eyes, like she nailed what he was going for. So, makes sense to me at I least. I feel like I feel like having the dry personality for her wasn't a bad thing because I feel like it builds to the character development in the later movies. Of I agree, the development of between her and Anakin of like getting out of that shell. So right. I think that's. I, I like Padme in this movie a lot. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Um. Quick sidebar, Lauren, my wife, uh, filmed a makeup tutorial on that- how to do Padme Queen Amidala's uh, makeup. So you can check that out on YouTube.com slash The Geekiverse. We have it on our channel. It's very impressive. Um, I've seen that before. Like, well, that's probably like one of the best videos on our channel that probably doesn't get the love it deserves. Like That's super impressive. I got to say, Lauren's really good at that stuff. Um, and for a while, we were like doing one a month. And I would be like, hey, what character can we do next? She'd be like... I don't know. I'll do Clementine from Walking Dead. She just like I don't understand how she does it. I can't draw a straight line, and she's you know doing that, yeah, doing cell uh, shading she, on her face, <laughs> right? Right. Honkers. Uh, she did a great job with that. Uh, I'm a little biased, but go check it out. Um, in Watto's shop, we get to Tatooine. You can see three PO's golden parts all over Watto's shop, and I kind of think that's interesting. Oh, never, never knew that. That's cool. I didn't notice that either. Yeah, I. So obviously no no coverings on three PO. You see all the wires, very if naked. Look, very naked. How did this get the rating it got? Uh, but if you look around the shop, there on numerous occasions are parts for a protocol droid, which you would kind of draw the uh, consensus that that is how they eventually plated him. So I don't know, funny Easter egg. 
Also, speaking of Easter eggs, in Anakin's room, back in the hut, you see a little statue figure of what is or what becomes Maz Kanata, uh, the character from Force Awakens. What? Oh, yeah. What? Uh, there is a Maz Kanata. Careful, I have not seen it, so. I don't doesn't matter. No, it's not spoiler. It's just character. It's not Force Awakens. What was that? The first one? Oh, yeah, it's the first one. Duh. However, Maz is also in Rise of Skywalker, so I won't spoil that okay. for you, Tim. Got it. But, yeah, uh, there, there's one there. It's it. John's looking it up right now. Love I just it. want to see it. I've never noticed that. Yo. What? That is such yeah. a cool that that is such a cool thing. Right? Like, I love Star Wars for that reason. That's super I mean again, it's not like they planted that like ah twenty yeah. years from now in episode seven, we're gonna make this character. But what a cool the opposite. Exactly. Right? Like, on JJ to go back and do that. That's awesome. Exactly. There there's stuff that you notice in hindsight now that they did, which is awesome. Uh Lucas said behind there we go, John. John's got the visual. Yeah, Maz Kanata, man. That's like that's awesome. awesome. Cool. I love that stuff. I love it. It's, it just makes it so much fun. Uh, Lucas said he could not resist, in addition to Luke and Leia, making Vader the father of 3PO. I think that's kind of funny. It's having a little that bit of fun. Funny. Come on. It's fine. Like, 3PO oh, kind of sucks. I'm just going to say it. We're, we're, we're on the fourth episode of this franchise. If, if there's been one thing that's consistent throughout Star Wars, C-3PO always sucks. I disagree. I think I don't think he was bad in this episode. He sucks I think, uh, in general. I love the Jedi. It was I love uh, the sequels. Very, uh, we'll you get love there him in the sequels. We'll get there when we get there. We're four movies yeah. in. C three PO has always sucked so far. I think C three PO's best episode is Episode Nine, which we won't spoil for Tim. I'm not. I'm just. I'm going. I've. I'm in my in, in this universe. I've only seen four Star Wars movies, and C three PO has sucked every time. You know, of all of John's hot takes, I think that's the, f- the funniest one. And I respect it, but I like that he sticks to his guns with it. John, I think we should, next year on Halloween, go as C-3PO and R2-D2. What do you think? Do you want me to just beat the shit out of you? <laughs> <laughs> you Whoa, that's I, just, I just can't just see a, a C-3PO in front of me and not just turn it into a box of tinfoil come on we just stopped being friends after that i mean sorry man you, you asked for it you know how i feel about 3po you gonna show up my door 3po come on <laughs> come on i'm gonna do it now I'm gonna, uh, tim or jt i'm gonna need you to film all of this happening um, there we'll do how would i be r2 <laughs> well, logistically how does that work listen i don't make the rules okay uh quagon catching jar jar's tongue i think is actually pretty funny Agree. Oh, I, I'm a I'm a Jar Jar apologist. I don't don't like, do that again. Oh, talk about yeah. this, okay. Mr. Jar Jar looks awful. Okay, talk about it. Well, like, I mean CGI it looks bad. Like the, the 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 shadows are just insulting in the character. But um, I mean, like I think it's a, there's some fun levity levity to Jar Jar. I think he's overused. I think his, his I just think that in general he should be a little more legible in his the way he speaks. But he's he, I don't know it's a fun character. I don't I just I don't understand the backlash. I don't. It's not like he's like a central plot point, right? Like it, like he doesn't he doesn't matter. Like yeah, he gets a he doesn't ruin the movie for me. Right, exactly. I I, I, I Sith Lord Jar Jar Binks. Oh, what, what, uh, I'm so no. What a stupid <laughs> theory. 
I love that theory. It, it, it was so much fun. It was I fun. It, it, it was fun for it a while. Fun. It was fun. fun. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. everyone just kept doubling down and like finding new stuff. Like I, I take back <laughs> that I hate that. It, that was fun. Um, that was no, so yeah. much fun. And you can honestly make the argument that George Lucas could have gotten there because of some of the crazy stuff that happened. Right. Exactly. There's, a, there, there's a lot that's planted. If I swear, if he popped up, not just this isn't a spoiler in George Nine, but if he popped up in Nine, <laughs> wouldn't have been like, surprised. What, on, what, what a what a hype fan service moment. Um, no, I, I, I don't hate Jar Jar. I, I, I don't. I don't think it's. I, I just think the the, the backlash on, on both uh, Jar Jar and Young Anakin are just like so. Like that's where you're focusing on. There's some of this dialogue between all these characters, like Qui Gon, Obi Wan. Some of, some of the stuff they say, and you're focusing on the kid and the 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 CGI character. Like that's what takes you out of it. I'm like, all right, have fun. Yeah, I think they just became the poster childs for anyone who children for anyone sure. who didn't like this yeah, uh they did uh, for whatever reason and it's unfortunate and honestly from a you know I, from a real world perspective jake lloyd and ahmed best who played those characters like they really put up with a lot of crap because of that and like these roles ruined their lives in a lot of cases because of the backlash there it's like it's kind of ridiculous like come on. at the end of the day this is a silly movie right. i'm gonna say that and you know how passionate I am and how much I care about Star Wars. But at the end of the day, it's just a movie. Yeah, people's lives don't don't equal, you know, what we're talking yeah, about right. here. I'm so glad to see I'm at I'm at best like be invited back to certain stuff and have them participate. Like that yeah. that has been that's been very cool to see. But I mean the harassment and stuff like it just come on. Grow up. Yes, hundred percent. What I was gonna say, grow up, that's a that's a joke. Uh yeah, but great to see I'm at best. He's at Star Wars celebration uh a few years back, and you can kind of see it and it's sad in the, the interview, just that this really affected him in a, a poor way. I hope Jake Lloyd can get around to this, that he maybe comes back to, to one of these celebrations eventually. Because that sucks. That sucks. Right, no doubt. And then John will inevitably ask the question, when is Jingle All the Way 2 coming? There is one. Are you not aware? Oh, there is! It's what's, so... What's his name? Stupid Larry the it's Cable not, Guy. It's not what, really, though. What an offensive way to bring... Like, there's nothing more offensive than the other... That doesn't the, the, count. The second Jingle All the Way... There's there's nothing that's offended me more than that in this life. That counts as much as like Home Alone three counts. You know, like that's there's stupid. another Home Alone two that they just put on uh, Disney Plus. There are six Home Alone movies. That doesn't track. That doesn't what? Yeah, they kept doing them. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Home Alone yeah, and reviewed. Stupid. Coming next. Can't wait. Excellent. Home Alone and reviewed. Home Alone yep. three is the best one out of all of them. <laughs> Okay, Harry Potter, get out of here. So, <laughs> oh my god, I do recall that being one of your hot Facebook takes. Oh my god, Home Alone 3, the best of all. Wait, he's not messing? No, he, no, he's not kidding. He's not kidding. Him and his brother, him and his brother both double down. Yeah, then like, okay. uh, oh boy. Either, so. It's the truth, man. It's not. I'm, I'm about to rage quit right now. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that again off air, JT. So. <laughs> Ironic that Anakin brings the quote, no one can kill a Jedi. Well, someone well, can. And their name is you. <laughs> Does he kill any Jedi or just Padmas? <laughs> no full grown Jedi. <laughs> no, he, he definitely kills Jedi. That's very true. Yeah. Um, the Make Anakin. Sorry. <laughs> the Anakin having no father concept. Like that hey. Palpatine essentially created him out of nothing. Hate it. I don't, I just, it just, it's just not necessary. Like it's just a, it's a story beat that's just not necessary. 
you know, we didn't need to know who his father was. Right. Again, yeah. It, it, it could have been even if you wanted to ask, you know, have Qui Gon ask the question. It could have been a throwaway line. It's like, oh, we haven't been together in years. He's not in the picture. Like, just like the immaculate conception parallel is just mm-hmm. not necessary. It's a little silly for sure. Uh, feelings on midi chlorians. Fine. It's not as bad as everyone talks about. Like it's a meme it's now. Not, it's not as bad. It's not as egregious as people say, like Jar Jar, no. Jar Drake, Jake Lloyd, Jar, right? But right. it's like it's on that level where it's like, like, what are you nitpicking this for? Like, who cares? It's Star Wars. It's fun. Um, do I wish that there was no measurement for you know the the someone's how in tune they are with the Force? Sure, but you know we're, he's trying to he's trying to establish lore. He's trying to you know get more into this. We're trying to get to the point where like this is the height of the Jedi for the most part, right? So we're trying to like really develop what makes the force the force and you know we're trying to quantify how in tune somebody is again the crux of this is we're trying to quantify how much more in in tune with the force anakin is than anybody else so what's the best way to do that dragon ball z let's put a number on it let's put a power level on these people it's over nine thousand. exactly it's the goku effect his this this is his power level so i can just say this one word i can give you this number so you understand that goku is now 20 times stronger than frieza when he went super right. saiyan right like it's just a quick little i got it josiah definitely understands all these references i'm yeah. sorry did you say grogu because that's what i heard there okay <laughs> yeah um, super super saiyan grogu okay padawan <laughs> um yeah, I agree. Like you had to establish this guy is off the charts, really powerful and sensitive when it comes to force sensitivity. Right. So it, that, that being said, I think they could have just achieved that with the pod racing stuff. Like, all right, his yep. the, the, like you know his, the, these reactions are inhumane. Like this, he, he he shouldn't be able to do this. Like he's very clearly in tune with the force. Like something we've never seen before. Right. Like you could have established that without the Metaclorians. And again, it never really comes back to to you know to be referenced again. Besides this, like this is really the only time Metaclorians really matter. Right, so it could have we could have done without it. I think that George Lucas heard the feedback loud and clear, and kind of just like you know let it fizzle away. Just appeared. And in Mandalorian, they kind of uh, indirectly bring up midichlorians in like the fifth episode of that first season when right. they're trying to talk about cloning. Yep. Uh, pod race, pretty freaking epic. Dope. Really well done. It's long. Yeah. But I think the pacing is mostly good. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I just think the perspective and the, the sense of speed, like they man, like Star Wars, they crushed it with like their their space dogfights. Like they 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 pioneered in space dogfights, cockpit view stuff like that. Like that was invented in Star Wars. They did it so well back in the seventies, right? But they did it again with like this like on the ground land speeders. Just the sense of speed and the the danger, they they crushed it. They they're so good at vehicles and chases and um, momentum. I guess I could say too. So, uh, Darth Maul, which is pretty awesome. Uh, a few years ago, he was a guest at Nickel City Con, local Comic Con in Western New York that we're a part of. And Lauren and I go to get pictures with him. You know, you pose for pictures with all these celebrities. Uh, I was just like, oh my gosh. I told him, I'm like, you are my favorite Star Wars character. And he's like, oh my gosh, that is so nice to hear. Thank you so much. So we get a really epic picture. Lauren goes to get a picture and like, I don't know if you know how, mu- how much you know about Ray Park, but like he's jacked. He is into martial arts. He is all about it. He's Darth Maul, right? Like he's, he's doing all those stunts. Uh, Lauren goes, can, can you just like hold me up for our picture? And he goes, it was so funny because he felt bad. He's like, I'm not allowed to hold anybody. 
goes, but we can pose. And he said it just like that. And it was hysterical to me because like, you know, just it, this guy's Darth Maul, but he's such a sweetheart. It was That's so, so nice. Funny. That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, so Lauren was cosplaying as like Bella from Beauty and the Beast, and that's what her picture is with Ray Park, the guy who plays Darth Maul. Uh, pretty awesome. There's a deleted scene from Phantom Menace where Anakin fights Greedo. They get into a, a little skirmish in in the streets. I could take that or leave that because that's kind of irrelevant, I guess. But Greedo's a nice fan service callback. Uh, Warwick Davis, who plays Wicket the Ewok in Return of the Jedi, is in the crowd for the pod race. He is next to Watto. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see him there as he's in pretty much every Star Wars movie since. Next to Wado or next to uh, um, Jabba? Next to, oh, really? I thought, was, I thought he was with Jabba's crew. No, he's he's with Wado because they're they're kind of like they're the betting group. Oh, okay. and they, they all end up losing. Got it. Uh, Aura Singh is the char- one of the characters that you see when the pod race goes by. She's like this. She got the ponytail, the white, real white skin. Uh, she's referenced later in Solo, which is is interesting. I like that 3PO calls Anakin Master Anakin. That's a nice callback to calling him Master Luke. Just, you know, another little bit of Skywalker continuity. Uh, Pernilla August plays Shmi Skywalker, who is Anakin's mother. I think she's actually perfectly cast. I know that's funny to say, but that was an important role to to get right. Whether it was the emotional connectivity to Anakin or even just the looks like she looks the part of yeah. who would be the grandmother to, to Luke and Leia, right? For sure. No doubt. Wasn't Aura Singh also in Clone Wars, like for a few episodes, didn't she have a whole arc there? Yes, she did. I was going to say, she was, gonna, she had, gonna say, uh, she was more than a reference. Thing. Yeah, I think she, there was an arc there for the Aura Singh. Just wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy. Nope, for sure. Um, silly little stupid thing, but uh, Newt Gunray says, take him away. And all the time in our household, Lauren will say that about Daisy. If like she needs some time, she'll be like, Josiah, take her away. <laughs> I don't know. It just stuck with us. We're crazy. The, okay. We're going to get back into visuals real quick. Coruscant is stunning. Yeah. it really is well done um dude oh my gosh 100% agree by the way this is my first time watching this uh with the the 4k collection that I got I read some reviews and they are correct. These movies don't look as good, even as the original trilogy, because of the way they were filmed. I don't know. Like, I I can't really speak to that too much, but they're saying because it was digital as opposed to on film, that that's a, that's a problem. I don't know if you, that's definitely holding true here. I'll say so. Hopefully it gets a little better. No, and that's unfortunate.
It does, and that sucks because I was hoping to really see the same level of quality that we saw with the original trilogy here, but is what it is. Uh, interesting to me, <clears throat> Palpatine really man- manipulates the whole Skywalker family. He's manipulating Padme early on in this movie into opening the door for that Chancellor vote. He's pushing yep. her with this this whole... It is, right? It's not just Anakin. It's not just Luke later on or Kylo Ren. It's It's here. It's with Padme. Padme is the first, right? the first domino. Like she, like that. That's his initial play. That, that's his in. Like that is like I'm gonna take mm-hmm. this young queen. I'm gonna get her on my side. Vote of no confidence. How badass of a like political movement is that? Like that was a hype moment. And you know, yeah, that, he takes it and runs with it. That like Padme was his in to start this whole thing. Yeah, and it's weird seeing it all like kind of unfold, knowing what happens. You know, even if I don't remember any of the the prequels, just knowing that that's who that is and kind of watching it unfold is kind of, you know, puts a different level of, hey, I know what's happening. You know what I mean? So, and it's Padme. Like that's crazy. Yeah. It's 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 Princess Leia's mother, right? And he can't manipulate Princess Leia. That's the whole thing. It kind of becomes a story of him versus her as the mm. saga goes on. And I, I just think that's really interesting in hindsight that the strong character that everyone loves in, in Padme, first domino, like John said. Um, let's go round table here. Do we prefer puppet practical Yoda or CG Yoda? I'm going to be in the minority overall, maybe not here, but I prefer CG. I, I don't love puppet Yoda. Even rewatching the original trilogy, like... It's fine. It, it works. Back then, it makes sense. And there's some nostalgia to it, but I'm glad we replaced them with the digital. Like, watching the trailer, I'm like, oh, I always forget. Puppet Yoda was in episode one. You know? I'll, I'll take CG. JT. CG, and I hope they do uh, the Knights books. If they, if they decide to bring those to the movies, they do some more CG with Yoda. With, with OG Yoda. Tim. I feel like I like the puppet, but I feel like a lot of people bash from the puppet because of the fact that it's an older Yoda, and I feel like that detracts a lot. Um, I feel like people look at that, they see like an older, more decrepit Yoda, and they like the idea of the CGI, you know, younger Yoda that you see in you know some of these movies. But I just I'm I'm a I'm a sucker for the for the original. So I'll most people here. most people say puppet. Okay, I am of the mind that the CG Yoda is better. I like the now, puppet. The, yeah. They had a, a, what I consider to be a terrible puppet when they originally had uh, filmed The Phantom Menace. That just I know they're trying to have a younger Yoda, but it really wasn't that young, right? Like work. only 30 years it, prior. And in got, their species, right. that not, that's not much. No. You so, think about the way like uh, puppeteering translates to being old and decrepit. You can, you, like, that's so much easier to choreograph right. with a puppet, right? Like, so it makes more sense for an yep. older Yoda to kind of work a little better than uh, you know, CG. So it works, you know. Always works. I, I think CG Yoda is really, really well done uh, when it comes to episodes two and three. You get the original release of this. It's a puppet. You get the Blu-ray release in 2011, and they redo the CG Yoda to match two and three because they just weren't there yet in 1999. I, I think one looks better than two and three, to be honest, but that makes sense. Yeah, I, no, I, I agree. This this new Yoda that they replaced looks better than than two and three. It makes right. sense because the time. So yeah, but it's an interesting like uh, you know just chronologically watching these movies again like in the remastered versions to see like a, de- a degradation in the character. It's not insanely noticeable if you're you know just watching them. But no, 
I just remember the first time seeing episode two and being like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. When I, you know, I was 12 years old. Uh, but anyway, I think this, this version is, is much improved upon the original release of Phantom Menace. There's a guy in the, the Jedi Council. He's the, the alien with the super long neck. His name is Yarel Poof. He's in the High Republic, John. Sure is. They re- reference him a few times. So good. Pretty cool. Uh, if you didn't know, there's an Easter egg. One of the, the C-SPAN and space moments. They're in the Senate chamber with all the pods and uh, everything throughout. Uh, E.T., the species that is E.T., is in the Senate. Um, E.T. is Star Wars canon. Spielberg, who's supposed to direct uh, Star episode... Wars canon. You're supposed to direct episode, uh, episode one. I, I thought he was even supposed to direct Jedi. Yes. True. Right? Right? Luke, yes. And George Lucas asked him again for episode one, and he was like, eh. Nah, son. <laughs> Definitely not, no. This, this same but Jedi, he's there. In this same Jedi Council scene, wasn't Yaddle in that as well? Yes, sir. Yaddle there. The only other yes, Yoda before Yoda. Grogu. Like, yep. Yaddle, Yaddle's death played an intricate part, and Anakin turned into his dark side as well. They were very close in the books. Oh, really? Oh, non-canon, so I, I imagine. No, I just stuff that I read. I don't know if it is no. canon. Uh, it's, it's, I think you're right on that. Was she died in a battle after the Clone Wars? No, before the Clone Wars. I'm sorry, and, and during his training, and obviously every loss of Anakin's end up leaning towards his eventual turn. So, I imagine that's Legends. See... Yes, at this point, I think it's, it is. Uh, it yeah, is it's probably. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. It is. But really cool story. Yeah, I'm with you, JT. Uh, I think the final battles throughout this are actually perfectly sequenced. So we've got the lightsaber duel going on. We got the space battle with the space station. How about that? Another space station. We've got the throne room going on. We've got the Gungan fight. And say what you will about all the different scenes, but I actually think they're well paced when you throw them all together and put them in a blender. No doubt. Kind yeah. of a nice balance. I think the last third of this movie is awesome. Like, like unabashedly, some of the best Star Wars you're going to get. It is, it is very, very good. And shout out to Padme's like pistol, her, her James Bond, super sleek, whatever that that blaster is. Awesome, awesome. Every time there's like this one scene where she's like hiding behind a wall and she's got it like very, very Charlie's Angel, James Bond. I'm like, you go ahead, Padme. You go ahead. You know, you know, one thing I never talked about that I meant to mention is in Return of the Jedi when Princess Leia literally just pew shoots the guy off the top of the the walker and she's just like instant headshot oh yeah gone and she's the only time you see you shoot the gun like just instant she's clicking heads out there oh yeah she's she's diamond in apex no doubt yep easy call her tank newton i'm just gonna call princess Leia tank newton from now on (laughs) Uh, princess tank i like it uh so (laughs) duel of the fates you know the song i'm talking about right that is that man it was crazy. That's it. That's in the conversation for me for best all time Star Wars scores. Um, it's it's right there. Yeah. It's 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 one B for me probably. What's one A? We'll get there when we get there. So during the trailer we that we watched tonight, interesting that the Imperial March plays, but that doesn't play throughout the entire movie here. Uh, Darth Vader's theme, right? Except for when Yoda is talking to Obi-Wan at the end of the movie and says grave danger. I feel I fear in his training. You hear slightly the, the empire Mar- Imperial March right in the background there. Um, I get chills when Palpatine says 
wipe them out, all of them. I think that is just so intense and it's so well executed oh, by Ian McDermott. Especially knowing what happens in episode three and oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Goosebumps. Let's go. Let's go. I love the fact that Anakin flies with R2-D2. Again, come on, man. It's, yep. it's nostalgic. You know, it's Luke with R2. I love that stuff. I'm a sucker for fan service, if you can't tell by now. I liked it. Is there a cooler reveal in all of Star Wars than when Darth Maul is behind the gates and he just stares down an entire platoon of troopers along with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan? Mm-hmm. It's sweet. <sighs> that is pretty awesome. Oh, my gosh. And and pa- like, Padme's just like, we'll go this way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Anakin, stay in that cockpit, damn it! They they've got this. We'll go that way. We're gonna let that go and to the Jedi. How cheesy it is when he's just like Anakin's just accidentally destroying everything. Yeah. Like, oh, shot oh, this. Shot it, the- it's an autopilot. He's like, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, it's fine. Oh, so, shot. Well, finally, George gets Lucas on in the that. middle of yeah. Oh, sure, whatever. So, uh, Qui Gon's death, big deal. Uh. In the last year, we got a really in- intricate behind-the-scenes uh, series on Disney Plus from uh, the Mandalorian stuff. And Dave Filoni goes on a rant. If you haven't seen this, go watch it. He talks about why Qui-Gon's death is so important in terms of father figures in Star Wars. And I always felt some degree of what he was saying, but I had no idea how to quantify it and why it was important that Qui-Gon, who you could say is like this throwaway character in a way, is dying there. It's very relevant to what happens to Anakin Skywalker, who does not have this father figure in his life and goes down this path, even though he's got an Obi-Wan Kenobi, who's like a brother to him. It's a brother, yep. 100%. There's a lot going on, but you guys are familiar with this, right? Like Dave Filoni talks about why George Lucas really had this on the radar, but this was never really talked about until Dave said it. And Dave was like his right-hand guy for a long time. Let's talk about that. Qui-Gon dies. After hearing Dave Filoni talk about this, that's a really, really devastating scene. No doubt. No doubt. It sets the stage for Anakin to no longer have a father figure and to not be on the right track, right? Like, this is the beginning of the end for the chosen one. It's brutal. Like, Tim and JT, do you know that, that sequence we're talking about that Dave Filoni mentioned at all? I don't know. I didn't watch that piece, but I know what he's, I know what he's talking about, you know, the, towards the end there when... Uh, and I think you kind of see that throughout the entire movie. You see him trying to be a father figure for him because mm-hmm. he doesn't have one. And then, you know, taking that away, like, builds on so much of what he, happens. Even so. just think about the confidence in Obi-Wan. He, he didn't have that confidence in Anakin. He, he was questioning mm-hmm. Qui-Gon, right? So The only he, reason he did is because of he was he, this, this Anakin situation was sort of forced upon him, right? He didn't kind of yep. feel the same way that Qui-Gon did. So it's, it's tragic. Qui-Gon as a whole was <clears throat> definitely one of the outside thinkers within the Jedi Order. You know what I mean? There's always that those Jedi throughout the, the lore that kind of, I wouldn't say treaded the line of the dark side, but definitely had more of an open yeah, they, line. They've been the rules. Your Elzar right? mans, if you will. Yeah, for right. sure. And, uh, you know, it was awesome. It was, that, I think someone like that was Anakin's best chance of not yep. turning into what he turned into. But 100%. losing him Somebody immediately... Who- towards that wrong side say what you will about you know father figures and in in your life but like that is it right there that's so important and i i just love the way that feloni characterized that and i know it opened a lot of people's eyes to the phantom menace and, and why this was so important 
And I'm happy it did because it's such a redeeming quality for me. Kenobi versus Maul after Qui-Gon's death. Oh boy, that's some fancy lightsaber duel in yep. there. That's a beautiful thing. What That chore- choreography is really nice. This is where we really see the difference between the Jedi in this era who know what they're doing, right? They're samurai, so to speak, versus what we see with Luke and Vader and Kenobi who are kind of all remnants of, of this old religion, if you will. Um, that is something special, I got to say. I, I know some people have a problem with it. Not me whatsoever. Love all the prequel duels that we got. Last note I had. Love the stupid little thing at the end of the movie where Palpatine pats Anakin's shoulder and says, we will watch your career with great interest. GTFO, Palpatine! Get out of here! So good. I know, I know. It's ridiculous, but hey, it is important. That's all the notes I had there. Guys, moment of the movie. Is there one moment of the movie, one quote, anything like that that sticks out for you? If you could put your finger on one. Anyone who wants to go first. I'll go first. Um, I think mine is just the pod racing in general. I just think that was the, to me, the best part of the movie, in my opinion, where it kind of, you know, you kind of see Anakin and just seeing him race and, you know, using a little bit of, uh, the force to fix his vehicle. My opinion, what I kind of thought it was, he was doing, but I just liked that moment a lot when I was done with it. I was like, all right, this is awesome. It kind of was the high point of the movie for me of, you know, that wasn't, lightsaber battles and stuff like that that i feel like you get in a lot of other stuff it was you know just some pod racing you know a little bit of gambling right you know so which i liked i dig it i dig it all right who's next i got one uh so this is the third time third of four movies i'm going with basically the opening scene and no i'm not talking about the trade the blockade disputes there. No, no, no. <laughs> the second scene, okay? The first time we lay eyes on Jedi. So when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon get there, they're, they're the ambassadors. They're, they're quick little discourse. They realize something's wrong. And then all of a sudden, they're fighting. And we get that promise of what the Jedi were told to be in the original trilogy. Yep. We, they, they bust out the lightsabers, and immediately they're deflecting blasters and stuff like that. They're doing their, what do you guys call the thing that never happens again when they go real quick? Force I dash. said force run. The force, force dash. dash. Yeah. yeah. They use the force dash. All this awesome stuff. They're cutting through metal walls with the lightsabers. It's like, oh my God, this is this is what Obi-Wan was talking about that the Jedi Knights were back in the day. So just to set the scene for that, after I've, after having just watched the, the original trilogy, again, the Jedi just breadcrumbs. Luke Luke's awesome, right? But like doesn't fulfill what the Jedi were promised to be for the most part. There's just so much more. Like there's a whole there's a whole bunch of them right that the, the, we got a whole jedi council so for me it's the opening scene with uh the, the the introduction to the jedi in this movie just uh sets the tone perfectly for what these people are capable of the high republic the light of the jedi book number one is akin to me what the phantom menace could have been if it was executed properly 100 percent. the whole the whole trilogy of, of of those of those books and i almost think that's like i'm kind of biased i'm like I read those books and now I'm coming back and seeing like more, you know, more promises of the Jedi and, you know, seeing them for the first time. So probably a little bit biased there, but those books do it better for sure. JT, that moment in the movie for you. Uh, anything with Jar Jar, you know, it's just, no. uh, <laughs> you I just mean, saying big doo doo this time. You have to just go with the final battle, the final fight, right? Mm-hmm. You know? The duel of the fates. I, I was leaving it for somebody. I, I like that, that, that scene where they're just waiting 
for each other, right? When after Qui Gon dies and, and just uh, waiting uh, for the 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 shield to sit there and waste. He's like, I'm gonna whoop your ass. Like you're thinking he's going to, right? And he's Kenobi's like, I'm gonna whoop your ass. <laughs> yeah. And it's just you can just kind of hear what they're thinking, right? And uh, the confidence that that Maul's exuding and and uh, the anger that Kenobi has. Um, not typical in Jedi, right? For up to that point, we we didn't see much, you know, emotion out of Jedi for, for, in, in, compared to the beginning of the movie. So, just to see Kenobi finally throw throw that out there was really cool. And Kenobi's my favorite character in all of Star Wars, to be honest. So, uh, which is why I'm really excited for the series to come. So, I think even more specifically for me, that moment of the movie is the microcosm within all of that. And it's, it's when specifically Obi-Wan and Darth Maul are fighting after that last red energy field goes up. Yeah. Just that choreography gets me every time, man. It's just so good. So, so good. Um, yeah, watch that over. Watch it even like this sounds funny to say, but like slow it down. You can do that on, on a Blu-ray on a 4k or, or Disney plus like a, quarter or half speed there's some pretty impressive stuff that goes on there can't wait to see what the future holds for you and mcgregor and the kenobi series like uh, jt said there favorite non-title character of the movie so anyone not titled the phantom menace so i guess that's anyone but palpatine uh, really right oh boy yeah, no no go, for, go ahead <laughs> it's kenobi oh and, 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 see, i i just I'm yeah that, no, that, that wouldn't so be sad. mine it's, Kenobi for me only. I think I'm looking a little forward to that. That's, that's where I'm at too. So Kenobi like, is, uh, quick, quick so, caveat. So Obi Wan Kenobi is my yeah. favorite character. I don't really like him in this movie that much. His hair is so stupid. His hair is so stupid. Yeah. His hair sucks. It sucks. <laughs> I will say this one thing, and I, I can mention. It, I'll mention this every episode in the prequels. Ewan McGregor. Now, although I do like the prequels myself was not given the true platform, the best platform to be that much but, better. Like, but it wasn't I, I, But it right. wasn't his story. It wasn't the time for it. It, it wasn't yeah. his story, and, and, and I hope Kenobi is. The right? Clone Wars, dude. Like, the Clone Wars are... The, uh, we got it. And I'm not going to... It's well, tough we, to... We did. Not a lot of people... I'm saying this, we're just talking strictly... Film, I get you. I get you. It's it's tough to say, like, hey... hey, hey yeah. Me, watch Cold Wars every day if I can. And I I'm with you. Something. It's tough to tell a mainstream Star Wars fan who thinks we didn't get enough Kenobi to go watch the, 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 the Cold Wars. I understand that, but, right, oh, right. man, that's where that character developed, man. It's just, it's Kenobi. For me. I mean, it's it's really not even the, the, the Kenobi yet, too. I think that's to your point. It's, he's still, what is yeah. he? He's not even, is he a Padawan at that point? He still is. He's still a Padawan. He's still a Padawan. He, 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 gets, he gets knighted yeah, at the end. Right, right, right. So that's not even the Kenobi that I've like really fell in love with it's episode three for me so uh yeah i mean that's kind of it's, just, it's still kenobi though <laughs> in the end it, it is tim all right i'm gonna go darth maul i just think uh i just love it so much i love the contrast of the character i love the way they designed him i love how they introduce him of like you know he's he's the guy who's gonna come in and and catch him and you kind of see you know i feel like this is a good introduction if you're watching it from the beginning of how powerful the dark side is that he can take on a Jedi Knight and a Padawan who and the Jedi Knight should be a Jedi master. He should be part of the council. They basically said earlier on in the movie, you know, kind of seeing that he can take them both on at once and essentially almost win is pretty awesome. I liked him so much. I just think he, he was underutilized. I think you could have had a lot more, a lot more there with him than he did, but Overall, I just love the I love the character a lot. I don't think you see 
you don't see him a ton, but we do what you do see in the sea of him. It's just awesome. So, so I'm going to piggyback off that real quick. He, he would be my character too. I remember when Clone Wars came around and that fourth or fifth season came about and they said, Oh, Maul's back. And I was like, what is that? That's ridiculous. And Maul, Maul and Yoda are my favorite star Wars characters. Arguably, uh, I could get anywhere with them, but, um, we talked about it already to be kind of almost underutilized. It, it's a tough call, but to have seen more of him would have been really awesome yeah. or to even get that Darth Maul video game that was canceled, man, goodness gracious. Yeah. That would have been sick. Uh, John, who you got? I've got the main character. Qui-Gon Jinn. Come on. Are you kidding me right now? Qui-Gon is the main character of this movie. I think, uh, I, I think every, for sure. Yep. No, he, he is certainly the protagonist at which the, the narrative follows. Right. So he, he, he's your main path. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, so charming. Such a, uh, it's almost weird to say this cause this is such like an early take on the Jedi, but such a refreshing take on the Jedi. Like it's, he, he's very much a, um, an Elzar man. If you, if you read in the, yeah. the high Republic, like those, they have the same archetype for sure. Um, he, he's doing his own thing. He obviously, uh, it respects the Jedi code, but he understands there's more to that. Um, he sees what he sees in Anakin and, Man, the the fact that he can't see it through is super super tragic. I just think that Liam Neeson crushes the role. Tons of questionable directing dialogue choices that I you know I could go I could probably make a an hour episode of like why was this line before this line? There's a lot in this movie, and you know he's at the helm of a lot of it, but it's because he has the most lines to be honest, because he's you know, right. the star of this movie. Um, Qui Gon's awesome, man. I I, I would have understood understand why he's dead. Understand the the, the impact of the story. I could watch. Uh, I could watch tons of Qui Gon content. I would have loved a whole series on him. It's Liam Neeson, man. Big name. Yeah. Like he's steering the ship here. Is he confirmed to come back for Kenobi? I don't no, think so. but that I was just gonna say. JT is my hope of all yes. of that is that we yes. get a Force Ghost conversation there. Yeah, for sure. Be awesome. Just like uh, Yoda got in, in Clone Wars. I would lose it if we got that. Somewhere I just would be else. So excited. Too. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, good times ahead. John, great pick. Qui-Gon would be my other selection if I hit a toss-up between him and Maul. Maul, I just happen to have an affinity for, but, man, great performance there, despite the direction in, in the dialogue. In, in um, the bias aside, I do have the nickname Qui-Gon John and a few other groups I run with. But <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I'm There's so excited with losing, myself right now that I've track. never thought of it. That is, uh, <laughs> that, is, that is coined by Trevor Worth. What? Just think about the contrast about we have. We have nice guy, Joe, <laughs> and then Qui-Gon John. I Let's think there's not a comparison. Uh, is there a comparison? I don't know. <laughs> Call me Jar Jar. This guy, this guy Joe is not necessarily a good nickname. It's just rather... Did you say like Jar Jar JT? I like that. <laughs> Jar Jar JT. Oh, oh no. Stop it right now. Goofy Harry Potter thoughts. Oh boy. Jar Jar T. <laughs> So I think this is where we should end the episode. Uh, let's talk about the rankings. John, I'm going to give it over to you. What uh, have we got going on here? We have to rank these? That's we part of the to. show? Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Rankings are up. Current rankings, we've got The Empire Strikes Back at number one, A New Hope at two, Return of the Jedi at three. John, any feedback on the original trilogy? JT, you, have a, you, weren't, you haven't been here for the first three. Any any? So you got... Empire. Back, a new hope, and then Return of the Jedi. Jedi. So you've I got. Would, so Empire Strikes Back. Can I can I spoil for the 
like the entirety of the, it's my number one almost overall. It's I mean, that's that's a, that's a that's a pretty common sentiment, I would say. But yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us feel the same way. I don't want to get too deep into it, but um, all right. Yeah, I'm good with that. New New Hope and Jedi, uh, Return of Jedi can be a flip for me. Right. That's how it was for us. Yeah, I was, I was, I, me. I, would, I would put a new hope above Return of the Jedi for you. Sure. You did. It's in paper. Yeah. I, I would have gone. <laughs> I'm telling you, I did. I would have gone Jedi, but I was the only one. So I got outvoted. I thought Jedi was just a little bit more fun than a new hope. Um, but regardless, we're not here to talk about that. We've got the Phantom Menace. Is anybody going to try to make an argument that the Phantom Menace bumps up ahead of any of the OT? No. Yeah, Joe, slap it down. It's 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 all. I think that you you I will look force choke you. 4K. <laughs> I will upres yeah. this video from 1080 to 4K for a 4K force choke. Um, yeah, it, 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 you rewatch these movies and it does what it should have done as a prequel. It does a good job as a movie. As, as a standalone movie, does it do a good job? questionable but as a prequel to what we just saw in star wars and, and, and answering those questions we asked i think it does a great job i think it it's it deserves that force a lot right now <laughs> can we yeah can we be honest yeah I mean, honestly for me and that the elements all that great this is like the incredible hulk for me like we can just throw it all the way oh see i, I don't know if i would go that far I, I, i'm there i can't like i'm looking at the rest that's coming and and I, i'm gonna i'm saying it now i'm biased with two and three because of the clone war series like it's it's clone tough war not series. to be it's tough not I to be no way i can't keep that i can't throw no. that out I'm i don't want to i don't want to tease i know joe is the same no, spot that's, 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 i'm not trying to you know i don't want to do that either but i it's we're gonna have some battles Listen, going on. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach across the aisle here and, and agree with you. Uh, I think it's. I mean, great. There's no surprise, right? That this is gonna be towards the bottom, right? But uh, I'll have to watch. I'm not gonna say which movie. Another movie that is gonna contend with it. It's you're not a prequel movie. You're such a drama queen. It's a good movie. Come be queen, Amidala. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, mm, it's okay. It's okay. You know, I know what you, I, I know you don't uh, think it here. Can Rogue One, right? Bottom. You're you're not gonna be you're not gonna be bottom of the barrel for sure. Joe, you're not gonna what? be alone. No, no. You're not oh, gonna be no. alone no. in this. You're not gonna be alone in that thought. But we'll see. So so what can we can we just what's, say, I'm, what's I'm another word? I'm gonna be solo in that. So uh, I was trying to not be so on the nose. Come on. Solo? Yeah, Joe Joe thinks that? solo is just so so. So solo. We'll what? get there. Okay, we'll get there. Oh god, I cannot wait. For we'll no, get there. It it's, absolutely is. I haven't watched it yet, so we'll get there. We'll get there. No, listen. As as passionately as I'm a, uh, as I'm going to argue some of the sequel movies, including Last Jedi, I'll leave it there. Uh, I'm going to argue Solo. That's fine. We'll get there. I can't wait. JT, you have to be on the rest of these shows because that we need that we need the power of the vote. So. Oh yeah, I will, I will be there. Um, but again, I want to see some stuff here. Oh, Joe, Joe. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't wait. So yeah, with new ranking, <laughs> no surprise. We still have Empire at one, A New Hope at two, Return of the Jedi at three, Phantom Menace nestled tightly under the tree at four. If you highest know, you it's know. ever gonna be. Yep. Can we just put it at like seven just for the fun of it? <laughs> we could do that, but it's that high. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see. Why? I. I, I there, there's there's a lot of variables, man. Star Wars gets weird. I'm I don't I think just, things are gonna get crazy until the sequel trilogy. That's that's three movies away. <laughs> right. No, I think so, I think so, it's gonna get crazy next episode. 
Wait, uh, yeah, it depends. I well, I kind of know where John goes with this, but I, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think you do. I don't think you I do. Think, I think we're going to be. We did hindsight. Same page with the sequels. A lot of time in between that. JT, you said what? I'm sorry. I think, I think we're going to be on the same same page. It's going to be a battle. If they're not on the same page as you, I'm, I think I'm with you on the sequels. Mm, okay, got it. I, I'm not going to spoil stuff. So my, my thing with all of Star Wars is I see both sides of everything. Because I understand, like... like all right, It's well, polarizing. We'll, it's polarizing, but it, it's in my own head. So, like, I feel bipolarized. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna save right. it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save it. Yeah, I'm gonna we'll save, save it. Save it. Hey, that's right. you're not a sequels are gonna be a long talk. So yes, this Very wasn't good. a short talk. <laughs> the last Jedi spoiler cast we did is almost longer than the movie. <laughs> <I'm just laying laughs> it. It's crazy. So all right, we had a long discussion today. Star Wars review, The Phantom Menace. Good stuff, right? A lot of good stuff to pull from what is perceived as a generally bad movie. We had fun with it. It's Star Wars. Damn it, we're gonna enjoy it. So. Let this be motivation, gentlemen, for us to keep going. Can't wait to see what the feelings are on Attack of the Clones, on Revenge of the Sith, eventually on Solo. We'll talk about it. We want to hear your rankings. Get on social media. Leave some in the comments. Tell us why we're right, why we're wrong. Can you make an argument for Phantom Menace to be above any of the movies we've already talked about here? Don't be dumb. Let's do it. Let's hear it. Let's get stupid. Let's wrap this up. John, social media. Anything to plug for the Geekiverse? At Disruptoid, having fun talking about all sorts of nonsense on Twitter. But uh, follow the Geekiverse on TikTok. I'm having fun making videos about video games and Star Wars and stuff like that. TikTok, at the Geekiverse. It's fun. Uh, also, we just had a, a, an episode of our video game podcast with uh, with Greg Miller. Ever heard of him? Um, no. no. No, you haven't. So, <laughs> insane. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. So Greg Miller from Kind of Funny, uh, one of one of the uh, most prolific voices in the video game industry, I would say. Uh, we had the, the pleasure of having him on our video game podcast, Busy Stick. So check that out. Awesome episode. Again, TikTok, the Geekiverse. Follow me, you idiots. It was super meta, you know? Greg Miller was on our show, on his channel. It was crazy. It was, it was meta. crazy. It was the meta-ist. J- the meta-ist. Take that, Facebook. JT. I'm over at John underscore OTS, but you'll be finding me on these episodes because I'm about to go toe to toe on solo with Josiah, apparently. Because boy, Listen, I it got ugly. Okay, I had Del Reed and Jeremy White after me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, I'm joking when I say this. They were trying to cancel me because of my opinion on solo. <laughs> eh, I mean, we're not. The jury's not out on that yet. I mean, got plenty of time to cancel Josiah based on his opinions yeah. on solo. I'm already dead. Tim Talbot. <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah, you can be me fine and uh, at Tim Tells and pretty much everything. So, but uh, I've been streaming a little bit on Twitch, probably finish up Horizon and then uh, dive into the next Horizon and then some Elden Ring. So, you're streaming that on, just on Geekiverse? Yeah, Geekiverse Twitch. So, oh, yeah. Check it out. And can we just also appreciate the pettiness of uh, JT to want to watch him in release order? So, he boycotts the first three episodes <laughs> that we do and then just joins for release order. I never even realized that. Release wow. order. He just joins for uh, chronological. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm busy, guys. Just He's freaking busy. Out, I got, I got, I'm I got my oh, life I'm is so hard. Available now. <laughs> what a, what a turn of events. Yeah. That's another level of pettiness. That's the, that's the uh, Harry Potter level of pettiness. That's I not- move for a vote of no confidence in JT. Let's go. 
All right. Just kidding, JT. I love you, man. Uh, lots going on. I I am Brosia. Also on Twitter, on PlayStation, Xbox, social media. I am Brosia. Check me out there. Lots of good stuff going on. We've got Busy Sticks, our video game podcast. We had Star Wars Review today. We're at the end of a four and a half hour stream. My goodness, on twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. Check out our episode, as John said, of Busy Sticks with Greg Miller. You can listen to podcast services across the platform for all of our shows. You can listen or watch the episodes at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. One other thing I wanted to mention that I failed to mention on our episode of Busy Sticks. The Geekiverse is all about charity raising money for those in need uh i'm going to be a part of what's called in western new york the 11 day power play tim's going to be joining me for this as well uh it is a very very long shift of ice hockey four hours what the hell are we thinking however there's a much bigger cause at stake all the money that is raised for that will go to a number of organizations including one that we're very familiar with as we do uh have done for two years now make a wish foundation Camp Good Day is also involved. Roswell Park and Oshai Children's Hospital, very near and dear in the Western New York area. Money raised to that event is going to go to those uh, charities. You can go to, this is a long URL, but I'm going to give it to you. CommunityShift.11daypowerplay.com slash Brosia. That's right. You can donate right there. CommunityShift.11daypowerplay.com slash Brosia. Funds will go to Make-A-Wish, Camp Good Days, Roswell, and Oshai Children's Hospital. Let's end cancer. Let's do it all together. Wonderful cause. Ice hockey is a big staple in Western New York. Western New York. We want to get there and, and do some good in the community. Last plug I have. Uh, I did a drum cover for the last charity event that we did. Uh, it was from Black Panther's Pray for me again, youtube.com slash the geekiverse. I'd appreciate if you check that out, like subscribe and share for the full crew today for John JT and Tim. I'm Josiah. Thanks for sticking with us. May the force be with you. Have a great night. We'll see you next week for attack of the clones.